Hey, this is Ken Jensen. I beat bipolar disorder in an all-natural fashion back in the mid-2000s. And believe it or not, that's not even the coolest part of my story. What I learned through that process and what came next and how that applied to bipolar and why bipolar was ever even part of the process was mind-blowing to say the least. Bipolar has hidden within its strengths. I'm gonna show you what I mean and how they've shown up in my life so you can do the same. Hey, this is Ken, and you're listening to episode 69, UFOs and Family Time. I wasn't sure how far, how much I wanted to say about what took place this weekend. It was very cool. But I ended up at the Pine Bush UFO Museum in upstate New York. I have a friend who works with me at my day job. Who's getting? She's worked there for I don't know how long, and she's getting ready to quit that job to put a little, little air into her life. She's been working seven days a week for quite some time, and she wanted my family to see her, come see the museum and see her while she was still an employee. She's really cool. How you doing, Anna? <laughs> and um, <clears throat> the museum was a trip, and and the guy uh, Lance Hollowell. Who gave the tour the museum owner he was a trip lance has at least agreed tentatively to be a guest on the show uh, he's interested i have his number there's a huge ufo uh, event coming up in pine bush here just in a couple of weeks in uh, june 2023 it's going to be a thing like they do out at um what do you call it roswell people will come up dressed as aliens and all kinds of stuff and I think it spreads out through the town. It looks pretty cool. I'm going to try and go catch that event as well. I'm not an enthusiast in the direct sense, but it's an interesting topic. I've watched a lot of videos. I've watched a lot of um, documentaries. I caught the, uh, what do you call it, when Bob Lazar, I think his name was, is, was on uh, Joe Rogan. That was pretty fascinating. And uh, I remember, I remember a couple of years back that there was some guy that was writing a book about Bob Lazar that Joe Rogan interviewed, and that was an incredible talk as well. I'm not saying anything either way. I am willing to say there's shit going on now, going on out in the world that we can't, un we can't understand, we can't make sense of, and I don't think it's good to just dismiss things out of hand. But this episode. You know, stay loose. Keep your mind open. This episode is more about, as cool as that was, uh, I got a chance to spend some time with my family. In this case, it was my son and my wife. We've all, we all work. We work different shifts. Everybody's embedded at a different time. Everybody's awake at a different time. We're all pushing hard to push my dream forward. And my son does pretty cool stuff all, all on his own. And it's been a joy to watch him just become a young man. He's, he's 21 now. He hate that I'm even saying these words, but <laughs> he's a good kid. Uh, I could carry on quite a bit about him because he's also a cool person. That had been my one requirement of him since he was in the womb. I used to scream into my wife's belly, you better come out interesting. <laughs> and damn, that ain't exactly what he did. I got fortunate. Uh, I worked at it. I worked at it. I shaped him, obviously. But um, 
I let my kid become whatever he wanted, and I put my most important principles in him, which which was to be to be a great conversationalist, to be kind to people, to to work hard, intelligently, to always grow, and to one day build something that is yours, where you don't answer to anybody. You direct your own destiny because you're in charge of all of it. I've been teaching him all that stuff, which is all, you know, things that I talk about on this show to you guys. And he so far has embodied all of them. And I know he's quietly working on that last thing. I I don't know what he's going to become one day as an owner. I don't know what he'll create, but uh, he blows my mind with his capabilities, his maturity, his wisdom beyond years. And he's also a young guy, and he screws around with me in that fashion. And um, I just have a really good time talking with him. I know a lot of parents don't don't always get that. They don't always get that with their kids, and I feel bad for them. Uh, my kid, I I just like hearing what he has to say as a person, and he can make me laugh. For that matter, I do the same to my mom, and she has COPD, and I have to be careful because I'll get her laughing so hard. <laughs> She's my best audience. And we're we're adults now. I'm I'm almost fifty five. She's I think seventy five. So we're free to curse and talk about sex and all kinds of things now. <laughs> we we have some pretty good um, laugh fests together. So there you go, more family. The reason I'm bringing this up is I've been working so hard on all of this because I have to. I it's it's the only way I can completely free. My wife and I from employment. My kid's on his own doing whatever he wants, and that's great. But I want to free us. I am I am freeing us from the yoke of being wage slaves. I've I've loathed it my entire working life since like probably eleven. And I uh although I've learned valuable lessons and you gotta work until you don't have to, I've hated it with a passion my entire adult life. It's for many reasons, but basically I feel like a slave. I feel trapped. There's never enough money. There's limitations across the board, just limitations and lack. Now, that has been turning around for me because everything I teach on this show I've been doing, and the situation is improving rapidly, and I realized a couple of years ago that that was going to be the case, and I stopped worrying about it even though I was frustrated that the tangible results weren't appearing just yet. But I learned enough about... Everything I share, that I, my confidence came way up, my clarity came way up, my certainty that I was on the right path has has cemented. And I know what I'm doing and why and how it's going to go. And I have, I am about to turn on the, the greatest part of the marketing machine that will bring more of the people to me that I need to come my way so I can both build what I want. And help them build what they want because I also want to live vicariously through their projects, meaning your projects. It thrills me to no end to be behind the scenes as somebody takes something pro that means the world to them and they've overcome all kinds of hurdles and self-doubt and and lack and through ingenuity and grit and a network of good people, and on and on. They make their baby become something that the world one day finds out about. That is the, that's my most favorite story to tell. My own and, and those, the stories of those who I've helped do the same. 
it's it's a rather selfish part of why I built my polarexcellence.com. I I need need to be in the lives of people living as such. Um another cool thing happened. I was talking to a another young guy and in this case like probably like 30. And I'm I'm not going to get in all the details. Another coworker who uh, really caught my interest, and I've been trying to um, um, to get into an in-depth conversation with him, and I found a way to do it. Because we're all busy, we just we pass, you know, we pass and keep pass each other in the hallways and keep running because we're very busy helping helping these people that need us badly. And I finally got a chance to talk to him. Now, we were good, but I just couldn't get any in-depth talk because, well, now I'm repeating myself. So, well, I finally got a chance to talk to him. I don't want to say too much about what got said, but. One cool thing was I told him this is the best job I've ever had in my life for every reason possible, hands down, and I hate coming to it every single fucking day. And he yells at me, thank you. (laughs) We love what we do, but it's not the thing we love most, and it doesn't pay what we need. That's simple. We're good at it. He's good at it. I'm good at it. And um, I'm just glad I crossed paths with him. And we got talking about some more, some more serious issues in aligned with in alignment with what this show is about, what my life is about. Uh, we didn't make any plans. Uh, he just helped. He just helped me. He helped confirm some, confirm some things I already knew about myself, and one of which, and this is very critical, critically important to me, and it will be to some some of you out there. I, quick backstory, some of you, if, if you're listening along, you've heard about the young man I helped turn into a professional documentary filmmaker. That is a really fascinating story, how that came to be, and it worked even better than I realized. Somebody had to tell me years later just how well that plan worked. I didn't know. I was just glad the kid was making it, and we, we've been friends for, I don't know now, um, I don't know, 15 years something like that. And, um, I was just really happy for him. And we've crossed paths a few times since, but other than that, not, not much. Well, because he was in the movies, I realized some time ago, I, I love movies more deeply than I even knew. Uh, meaning one, one of the, one of the things that made me realize it was I started falling in love with reading the credits at the end of the movie. I was blown away when it really dawned on me how many people it takes to bring you like a two-hour blockbuster or even an hour and 20-minute film. It's it's sometimes thousands of people, and it's tens and tens of thousands of man hours. And the project itself could have taken many years to complete from start to finish. Multiple companies are involved. It, it's, it's, things are global. It's It's impressive. When we sit and blow through movies like Pringles potato chips on Netflix or Amazon or HBO, you you really have no concept of what just got handed to you. I mean, in one way you shouldn't. You just want to watch the movie and whatnot. Only us, only us. Uh, what do they call us? Video files or something <laughs> would really get into this, like I'm saying. But for any of you out there building something, you know it takes a lot of effort. It takes a lot of money sometimes, and it takes a lot of help. It takes a lot of people. It takes a lot of planning. It takes a lot of patience, and nothing 
sews up that reality quite quite as well as reading the credits at the end of a movie. So one day it dawned on me, I would really like to know exactly what the hell those credits mean. There's some crazy terms in there. And I wanted to know officially how a movie got made. I used to be part of a media facility where I got to see commercials being made and music videos being made. And I was I was privy to various parts of the process, but never an entire movie. Uh, I even had a producer friend who was crazy. He Man, he was nuts. He was fun. Holy shit, was he fun. And this guy just made small movies for a living, and that was it. And I was like, how the fuck do you get to where that's your life? I didn't realize how that pertains to what I'm saying until just now. So I actually put on a mini film festival with that guy. He co-hosted it with me, and we showed some of the films he produced and some other things that came on, came out at that time. And, and uh, we, had a, we had a theater full of people, and it was a blast. I'd never done something like that before or since. It was just fun. And so I bought a book that, that described, defined all the things that are in a movie, the, the, the titles, how the creation of a movie takes place, what the day sheet looks like, uh, what the dailies are, you know, the business of making a movie, not just the artistic side, not even just the technical side, but the business of it and the administrative side of it. And then I got excited. There were so many things to pick from. And at that time that I bought that book, which was, I don't know, I don't know, six years ago, something like that, I was hoping to find my my next career path in the movies. I knew I didn't want to act. I'm funny in the right situation. I'll give you a heart attack with laughter, but I'm situational. I'm not a stand-up comic. I didn't want to do that anyway. And so here I am looking through this book about things you can be in a movie. I didn't want to be the crew. I didn't want to build anything. I didn't want to run cable. I'd, I'd done that on some of the video things I'd been part of, running cable and unpacking and packing crew. Where, you know, you're like a roadie in that respect. Interesting and fun, but not, you know, not a career that I wanted to develop. And I read the whole book, and by the time it was done... I had gotten almost completely finished with it, and there was nothing in there that I wanted to do forever. Or the things that were close to what I might want to do, they were just regular jobs. They weren't going to pay me what I needed to live the life I wanted. I started getting depressed before I even finished the book because I felt so strongly about being part of a movie. Then came the section on what a producer does. Now, I don't remember the details, but it became clear that there are uh, being a producer can mean many things. You get the plan together. You get the people together. You find the funding. You can help motivate uh, the crew or, uh, you know, you're, 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 you're kind of swimming between it all, keeping the thing going. And, and you, you might have just one part to play. You might have many. Uh, you either find the money or you have the money, in which, in which case you are like completely in charge. Really, it's your money. Um, that really spoke to me, all of that. This brings us back around to my talk to my young friend at my job. And when I told him, I said, he's into music, but he also used to help make student films in college, if I, under, if, if I understand him. And he knew a lot about making movies as well, and he wanted to get back to that, even though mu music, I believe, is his true passion. And I told him, just just the basic, I want to be a producer 
And he blew up. He's like, yes, fuck yes. That is exactly what you are. And he named some famous producer names from the music world that I'm familiar with only because they're famous. I'm, I, I'm not that deep into music in, in that way. But I am into the stories of people who have done interesting things like some of the producers he mentioned. And he just rattled out all these names. He's like, you're exactly like them. You're that kind of a person. It's what you do with this job just just, just floating around in your day. He's like, holy shit, yes, you're a producer. I was like, fuck, all right. That's the kind of confirmation a guy wants to hear about when he's pitching his, his life slash career plan. I knew it anyway, but it was really cool to hear this guy explode over the fact that that's what I was pretty sure I need to be. So there's this podcast. There's BipolarExcellence.com. There's courses I sell on on the on the website. There's uh, coaching I offer. These things will stay in place because you need multiple streams of income. That's something I've never talked about on this show. You don't want all your eggs in one basket. You want to you want a few different things cooking along in case one of them takes a hit unexpectedly. You still got two or three motoring along in the back, and while you repair the one that just blew up, or or maybe you got to build something completely new for whatever reason. You want multiple streams of income, so everything I have running now is going to stay running, or it will run. I'll have some version of it running. But ultimately, what I'm looking to to become is a producer. Where and and I would I would imagine at this point it it can fit into so many different careers. But movies really do sing to my soul. Speak to my soul, make my soul sing. There you go. And I don't know what this is gonna look like, but I know I'm gonna make it happen. And I feel even uh, I feel even more more confident it can happen that it can happen because when you look at the credits my god there's so many producers <laughs> producers executive producers co-executive assistant they just goes on and on and on there are so many ways you can take part in a project and as i've been saying the biggest thing that drives me through all of this is being part of a project so I don't know how big I can take that. I know I want to take it as big as I can. If I'm enjoying myself, I will just continue. If if there's a limit that I don't want to cross because it cuts into how I want to live my life, we'll deal with that when it comes. But I want in at that level, and that's where that's what everything I'm doing with you guys and on the website, that's what it's leading to. Even these things are just stepping stones to something something larger. If you're out there trying to put a dream together and you haven't even gotten to the point of, of creating what I've created, take heart because, because now with AI and, and other technology that was already happening on the internet, it just keeps evolving so fast. You already can make things like what I've made, this, this, this digital empire of mine. You can make them easier than I made them. At this point, I, I run everything on WordPress, and WordPress works with, I don't even know, blocks and shit where you can just, like, pick and, and click, and a thing happens. And I couldn't get used to it, and it frustrated the shit out of me because I got, like, 15 years of, of using WordPress the way it was initially designed. And thank God they made a plug-in that allows you to keep your your website in the background running in the old-fashioned way. 
I'm not even bothering to learn the new way that the other two websites I run, which is familynetworkchiropractic.com and oh, what do we call that? Peaceworkoutreach.com. Those are for two dear friends of mine, and uh, I run their stuff on website the same exact way because I told them I will take care of you guys until, well, period. I'll take care of you guys, period. No matter what happens, your sites are going to keep running. If you don't need them one day, great. It's over. But as long as you need them, I'll keep them running. And I help them in, in different ways with that. But I'm not going to build any more websites, and if I do, it's going to be with the new technology like I used with a with another a client, actually, where we fed in some keywords and hit a button, and AI crapped out a one-page website in 30 seconds while we watched. Then I spent the next 20 minutes or 30 minutes tweaking it, and it basically was a one-sheeter that had everything he needed on it to do business. Like that, things change, things improve. You don't know how to, you don't need to know all the stuff I've been forced to learn. And if you're into the coding and the tech, you can still take it to the level I've taken it where you'll have granular control over absolutely everything. A piece of me needed to know I can have granular control so that I can rest at night, having things just the way I want them. A little bit of a perfectionism there, but it is what it is. So, having said all that I've said, this has been my life and my mind for many years and and finding ways to just spend time with the family has always been hard and we usually couldn't even afford it if we did spend time together that just meant a movie at home that's all we had or we might go out for a meal because we had a lot of lean years so let that give you heart as well things have gotten remarkably better for me in that area and in all areas of my life everything I'm trying to build and building everything I am building there's activity happening the lights of which I only used to dream about it's happening before my eyes you're hearing some of it it's not easy to even share all of it but I'll find ways to do it as I go and just hang in there and keep going guys don't give up because if you give up you give up the only common denominator between all successful people is they kept going. They never quit. You don't have a choice. What are you going to do? Go back to a life of quiet desperation? You can't. If you're listening to me, there's already a piece of you, I'm sure, that can't accept that. You're, you're going to at least die trying. And that in itself is even admirable because at least, at least you're, you're not living in ignorance and you haven't killed your spirit by giving up because I believe, although it would be much better to finally succeed, even if you just keep trying, it means something. Even if it doesn't bring you happiness, it means something to somebody who's watching. It's a form of motivation for people around you. You never know who cares, who, who you never know who you care about, who's watching you and just so proud that you keep going. It could easily go the other way, I know, and I wonder why you don't just give up on a thing that doesn't work. But then that's where you find someone like me or the people, the other coaches I talk about. There is such a thing as trying too hard on something for too long when you should have you should have pivoted somewhere. That is a tricky dance to figure out when that moment hits. I've spoken about it in one of these episodes before. It is very frustrating. But you'll know when you know. You'll see something somewhere as long as you as long as you maintain an open state of mind 
and try to stay loose, not too rigid in your views. And when you hear something that sort of bumps into like, maybe I need to change, you'll know it when you hear it. And that is the, that is one of the shittiest pieces of advice, of advice that is absolutely correct. And there's nothing you can do about it. You're going to know what you need to know whenever it hits. And in some cases, it's going to be way longer than you would like for it to be because that's what it takes for you to grow into the person to make use of the notification when it finally does arrive. It takes how long it takes, however long. Just don't quit. All right, guys, go to BipolarExcellence.com, sign up for my newsletter, get that free wellness course while that's still a thing. This ain't some marketing shit. The only reason I put that there was it was the only well-formed product I had to give away, and I, I didn't have the patience or the time to build something new, and it fits with what I'm offering. So at some point, that's going to that's gonna go away. It'll just go for sale with everything else. And uh, when, I got a, when I got a minute to address it. So right now, just go grab the thing. It's a whole damn course. I use it to beat bipolar without drugs. After using drugs for eight years and getting nothing but destroyed for the effort. It's powerful shit. It saved my life. It's changed other people's lives and saved lives. I don't know if it will for you. I can't make that statement. I just know everything in it is good and helpful. And if you do something in it, your life will get some kind of better. <laughs> Go grab that by getting onto my newsletter list. And then uh, we'll be in touch and you'll be able to follow my journey a little closer. And at some point I'll have, because I will, I'm going to offer people on the newsletter things that I'm, I'm not going to offer to people that have not signed up. That's a thing in business that you do as a way of rewarding those that take, you know, that little bit of extra step with you. And I'm really looking forward to seeing what I'll build to meet that need and find the people that really resonate with me because that's the other reason you do it. You're looking for the people that exactly resonate with you so that you can one day work together and have a good time and make a pile of cash doing so. You sometimes can become lifelong friends. If, if nothing else, everything is just better and the way you always wished it could have been. That's all that everything I'm doing is built to do. I will teach you how to do the same. All right, guys, be well.